Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So this is the Magnolia Cambellii Darjeeling. And this is by far my favorite um, magnolia here. It has this like deep, deep um, magenta color. It's gorgeous. And you can see it has a ton of buds, these furry, furry jackets on them. It's a scientific term, <laughs> furry jackets. Um, and uh, yeah. Speaking of buds, I think someone's been smoking weed around here. I'm, maybe I'm picking I it up. I just got a whiff. I did. I did. <laughs> yes. Um, so, anyway. Hello, Heather Knight. My blood pressure has dropped. I'm feeling very zen. And not because someone was smoking weed on the other side of the fence, but because we got to record an episode in the Botanical Garden at Golden Gate Park. We did. We met with the garden's executive director, Stephanie Linder. She gave us a tour of the gardens. This was a couple of weeks ago, so the magnolias were just starting to pop. But you should definitely go now because it's peak magnolia season, one of the best times at the Botanical Gardens. Yeah, I got to be honest. When I was a little kid, I wanted to go to the Steinhardt Aquarium. I wanted to go to the zoo. I just kind of passed the Botanical Gardens and didn't think too much about it. Now that I'm an adult who really values chill... Uh, it's got yoga, it's got the flower piano, it's got all these paths where every time you go there, you discover a new thing. I value that place more and more as time goes on. Uh, so do I. We're even both new members of the Botanical Gardens, so we're going to go to an outdoor yoga class soon, right, Peter? We're definitely going to yoga. As a member now, I'm going to bike there all the time. Yes, I think the perfect day might be a sunny afternoon, going to the Botanical Gardens, walking on car-free JFK Drive, riding the Ferris wheel, and getting an Annie's pretzel. I'm down for that. I hope the guy smoking weed near the Botanical Garden got an Annie's pretzel. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Stephanie Linder, welcome to the Total SF podcast. And to your own botanical gardens. <laughs> well, thank you, Heather, and welcome to San Francisco Botanical Garden. It's beautiful. We recorded once, like days before the pandemic in the Chronicle newsroom, and then I don't even know what happened to that audio. It's been so long. <laughs> so we're doing a do-over. <laughs> yeah, the whole world changed yes. uh, right after that. Yeah. So I know that actually um, the Botanical Gardens were one of the few places in San Francisco that actually seemed to do better with the pandemic and attract new visitors and, and see a surge of interest. So can you tell me about that and, and why you think that was? Yeah, we were closed for 11 weeks uh, at the beginning of the lockdown, but once we reopened, we never had to close again. Um, you know, the public health science, they figured out that it was safer to be outdoors, mm -hmm. and which was good news for us. Um, so we had record-breaking visitation. We have a thousand new member households. Um, lots of new visitors and local visitors. And I think 
you know, it's a safe place. It's a great place for families. You can come here and picnic, read, gather, walk, um, you know, and learn about plants. Yeah. You, you know, it's when you think of San Francisco, you don't think of open spaces very often, but this is one of the places that you really do. It's so spread out. But I'm wondering what those 11 weeks were like. I mean, in the beginning, did you realize that there was going to just be a surge of people here or did that kind of happen slowly? And were there some nervous points, too? You know, we didn't really know what to expect and we surely didn't expect that two years later we'd still be talking about COVID. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, the, there was just overwhelming uh, support from the community um, through, through the closure and through, through that year um, financially as well. Um, our, our donors and our members really stuck, stuck with us. But I, I will never forget um, the morning that we opened up the gates at 7.30. Uh, people lined up to come back, and especially the birders. Because uh-huh. birders like to get here early. This is a great place to do bird watching. We do offer a monthly bird watching. So, oh, cool. um, yeah, it was it was o- just overwhelming support. And, um, you know, I think o- parks and open space are seeing an increase in visitation. It's not it's not just us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there was a surge in, you know, home gardening as well. And people spending more time at home and wanting to make their own outdoor space more garden-like so they were eager to buy plants at our plant arbor and learn more about what they could plant at home too what was it like in the gardens during those 11 weeks were you home were you here very much or were you home all the time and how much staff was needed to just make sure the plants were okay well our partners at the rec and park department um we they employ our guard our gardeners our horticulturalists here and they were considered essential workers and they are mm-hmm. and so they were here uh, working on the garden through that entire closure we did notice though the lack of our green team volunteers during that period so our volunteers help in all aspects of our work and they're really really vital to keeping the weeds down here because they are pulling weeds constantly mm-hmm. so after 11 weeks of no volunteers uh we you saw it. <laughs> we had a lot of work to do because it was also you know it was spring and it was things were just growing like crazy and blooming it was really sad that people missed those spring blooms so i will say it was but i did you know it was pretty incredible to have the garden uh, to myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is a nice office to hunt yes, down in. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, but, um, but this garden is meant to be shared with people, and it's for people. Mm-hmm. And so we were thrilled to be able to reopen. How long have you been here? I'd, I'd be even curious what your first visit to the botanical gardens was. Um, and, 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 you know, what, what's, your, what's your history been with the botanical gardens? Uh, well, I've been, it'll be four years uh, next month, four years that I've been the executive director. Uh, I've lived in the neighborhood since 2009, but I, I moved to San Francisco back in 94. And even before moving here, when I visited friends who live not too far from here, so probably 91, maybe? Yeah, so I've been coming to the Botanical Garden for a long time, mm-hmm. and I've, I've worked in parks and open space and um, this world for a long time. So very, very familiar with it. And uh, when I moved to the neighborhood, this was my, you know, front yard. Yeah. 
The Inner Sunset's one of my favorite neighborhoods and my first neighborhood when I moved here in 1999. I was at 8th and Judah and still come back here for a lot of reasons. Um, so, and you get to walk to work every day, you were saying? Yes, I do. It's 0.9 mile. So just under a mile, I walk every day and I can actually, I can see the garden from my living room window. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, so, so you I can, can never really turn it off. No, I can keep an eye on it from afar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you discover new things? You've been here for a while, but you had that time to kind of roam around here when, when no one was around. I mean, this is such a big space. I think 55 acres. Yes. Are you still finding new things in this? this? Every day. Yeah. A a every day. With 8,000 kinds of plants, first of all, there's always new plants. Um, you know, we are a living museum of, of plants. So that's first and foremost, you discover new plants daily. Um, I also used to pay, play this game that I still play sometimes, which is to try to walk as much of the garden for as long as I can, not on the paved paths. Oh. So there are so many little, um, mostly wood chipped, some gravel paths. So um, when you do that and you explore all these little uh, paths, you, you'll find new pathways. I mean, it's, it's kind of endless. What's your favorite recent discovery in the gardens? Oh, um, you know, I came here as a visitor this weekend. Um, I decided I was just, you know, gonna get out and just come here and not do any work, but just enjoy it. And we have a new bench that we dedicated to our board chair and her husband um, as a thank you for their extraordinary generosity. And it is, the bench is, um, overlooks the California native garden and it's right on the edge of our South Africa session section. And, um, you know, I hadn't, it's a new bench. I hadn't really had time just to sit there uh -huh. and, and take it in. So there, you know, that's one thing to look for is the new, new benches. We dedicate benches on a regular basis and it's just nice to have a spot to sit and read or hang out or just mm -hmm. take it in. So. I like all the um, inscriptions to people that you have on benches and mm -hmm. in the pavement. I once mm -hmm. saw one um, over there that said to a woman who hated this city but loved these gardens. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, some of them are quite clever. Yes. Yeah. And so we missed Flower Piano in 2020, but then it came back um, last year. And I know that's become a huge phenomenon in San Francisco and people's kind of new favorite tradition. So how did that all begin? And is that going to be an indefinite thing? It is our uh, biggest annual event. Um, we love it. And um, Dean um, Ramel and Mauro Fortissimo of Sunset Piano actually brought this concept to the Rec and Park Department. God, it must be seven years ago now. And um, they proposed the idea for all of Golden Gate Park. And given that we have a fence and a gate and all of that and can um, provide a little bit of protection for the pianos, the department said, you know, you should probably go talk to the botanical garden. And um, did you think it was crazy when they first <laughs> brought um, it to you? Well, you know, uh, Brendan, who's here with us, he he was there. And I think, you know, I uh, give my predecessor and him a lot of credit for jumping on what was a pretty crazy idea, but jumping on it and doing it anyway, because it's turned out to just be the perfect thing. I mean, what's more to me, what's more San Francisco than, you know, music in Golden Gate Park. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just 
it, it's the right thing for this garden. And um, we hope to have more music in the garden. We, um, so on Flower Piano, this past year, uh, we moved it from July to September. And we did five days, no nights, where in the past we'd done 12 days, three nights. And we had as many visitors in five days as we had previously. So yeah. 60,000 people came in those five days. Uh, the uh, pent-up demand for Flower Piano was very evident. And we are um, planning to bring it back in September. And uh, as long as we can keep it going and keep it, um, you know, sponsored, we will we'll do it. I, I'm, I am not a member yet, but I'm close. I'm on the fence, <laughs> and Flower Piano might push me over that in yoga, which we'll talk about in a minute. But tell me, what is Flower Piano? What is the concept behind it, and when people come here, what can they expect? So um, 12 pianos placed throughout the garden, and uh, there is, there's sort of three kinds of ways that those pianos are activated. One is through curated performances by professional music, uh, musicians and sun, our partners at Sunset Piano handle that. Another is community partnerships with SF Jazz, SF Symphony, um, Community Music Center, um, the, list, the list goes on. Uh, and that, that, that's wonderful. It's really so many partnerships make it possible. And then there's just open playtime. So we make sure to keep some pianos just completely unscheduled. And so you never know what you're going to hear. Uh, the range of performances is, is, is huge. I mean, just the, the j different genres, the age background of every, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's incredible. Every year that I've come, the talent gets better and better and better like in the beginning I remember just be little kids kind of like slamming on the keys for fun and now it's just like these professionals like everywhere yeah the word has gotten out and so people come from all over for it, um, I, I do. I do think also that um, we have some better pianos. Oh. So we, um, you know, we've been working on getting, um, be, you know, some better quality pianos and keeping them really tuned and and ready for people who are serious players. Yeah. But let's say I'm not a serious player. Let's mm -hmm. say I took a few lessons when I was mm -hmm. younger, can read music, teach myself to play. Hard to say I'm sorry by Chicago. <laughs> I can come in here and debut it and no one's going to stop me Absolutely. right away. You just wait a your turn at the piano. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Come okay. do it. Yeah, I expect to see that in September. Okay, my I will work on it. I have a few months. Is my... this the special preview she was talking about? <laughs> I think it might, be. it might be. We've been talking actually. <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
So um, I, wrote, I wrote a column recently about how I'm not going to be a member at the DNG anymore because I disagree with them lobbying to put cars back on JFK Drive, and I switched my membership here. And um, what else can members get out of becoming a member of the Botanical Gardens? Because technically, being a San Francisco resident, I can get in for free anyway. So it could be considered kind of bad math. <laughs> but um, what can members get from joining? Yeah, you know, well, thank you for becoming a member. I, I do want to say that we love the de Young and we've partnered with the de Young on bouquets to art and other special programming. And um, we also love the Cal Academy and partner with them on lots of things. So we are um, a network of mm-hmm. cultural institutions here that really do rely on, on membership support. There's so many benefits to being uh, a, a member here. Um, one of the most compelling, I think, though, is that um, you, through the American Horticultural Society, you have a reciprocal admission program with 350 gardens across the country. So, and we recently started a digital card, so you can download this all, have it on your phone, and when you travel, if you're traveling, or when we all travel again, um, wherever you go, visit the Botanical Garden. Um, I mean, it's your passport to the world of Botanical Garden. So that's incredible. So, and locally yeah. it gets you into the Japanese Tea Garden and the Conservatory Yes, and it's through that program that mm-hmm. that, ha- that that happens. So that's the first, you know, first thing I'd say just in terms of, you know, a tangible benefit. But there's really the benefit of supporting local institutions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is your Botanical Garden and this is, this is a world-class living museum of plants from around the world and you get to support that so it's really about about the mission um you do get discounts at our bookstore and our plant arbor um also on programs on programs that are fee-based you mm-hmm. there's discounts and also um camp summer camp mm-hmm. after school so folks who are family dual members get discounts on those programs mm-hmm. which are super popular uh when we sell tickets advanced ticket sales so there's all kinds of perks, but I would say my top my top two are about the you know supporting the mission. Yeah. Because um, and it is a tax deductible philanthropic gift. We are 501c3, so it's about the mission, supporting the mission, but also that that passport to the yeah. world of botanical gardens is pretty amazing. And also free yoga led by your executive assistant. Yes. So uh, Nicolette, who works with me, is a certified yoga teacher. She's wonderful. We hope you can get here first Thursday of the month at noon. It's free to members, $15 for general public. Register online, but you can also drop in. Um, And if you can't make it here, some of her classes are available on our website, SFBG at home on our, it's sfbg.org. And you Mm -hmm. can, you can practice at home. Another thing happening now in the gardens is magnolia season, which has just begun. So why has that really taken off? Like, um, I know early in the year the magnolias come out and it's just like this, besides flower piano, probably the most buzzed about time in the gardens. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a number of sort of signature collections um, in accredited collections. So we have high elevation palms. We have southern hemisphere conifers. We have incredible Mesoamerican cloud forest collections. But probably our most famous and most showy collection is our magnolias. So we have the most significant collection for conservation purposes of magnolias in the United States. There's more than 200 magnolia trees in the garden. And um, they, since the beginning um, of this garden, there was a commitment to uh, magnolias. They're 
they're such an interesting plant. They're an ancient plant. Uh, the, the shape of a magnolia flower is just like the perfect teaching tool to teach the anatomy of a flower. Um, so, and they're just, they're very charismatic, you know, zoos have charismatic animals. We have charismatic plants, right? <laughs> and this is, this is up there with redwoods, right? These, these magnolias. And there's so, a grateful dead tie, which, you know, they're local. That. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so Magnolia season officially, we call it Magnificent Magnolias, officially kicks off this Saturday, January 15th, and then runs through through March. Uh, peak, peak bloom is usually in February and, you know, it nicely often coincides with Valentine's Day. So it's a great date date option uh -huh. bring your sweetheart to the garden and enjoy the magnolias and with that you know president's day holiday weekend that's that's tends to peak there and we get a lot of people coming to see it you mentioned the zoo um which made me think of the stolen lemur and a number of other animals that have been mm -hmm. um snatched <laughs> has mm -hmm. that ever happened in the gardens where somebody's taken like a valuable plant it does it does happen um I think most commonly around succulents, which are very trendy right now, but um, it does limit what we plant here. So things that are going to walk <laughs> uh, and are easy to take, we don't, we don't, we try to, you know, we think about it when we're planting. Do people do that like under their coat or do they sneak in over the gate in the middle of the night? Uh, well, Heather, our, don't tell them how to do it. You're, you're you, you know, our um, curator has, Ryan, who you've met, yes. you know, he has actually in broad daylight caught people. Really? <laughs> yes. That is so shady. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, if you really want something, um, talk to our plant arbor. We might be able to propagate it for you. We might already have it. Uh, we could order it from another grower. If you really want something, let us know. We'll try to... What does Ryan do when he sees that? He tells them that they're not allowed to take plant material <laughs> from the garden. And yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, don't do that, people. You know, if it's fallen down on the path, I will say, if something's fallen down on the ground, feel free to pick it up. Okay. Yes. Well, you survived our very serious questions, and now it's time for the lightning round. Okay. Where is your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito? You know, I would have to say Papalote. Yes. Good one. And I love their salsa. <laughs> you and Adam Savage from Mythbusters, Papalote. We have a whole database now of who's picking what burrito <laughs> place. Uh, what is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Wow. Um, I have to say Mrs. Doubtfire oh, just because I, I love Rob. It. I love Robin Williams so much. I just yeah. showed my kids that for the first time the other day. Mm -hmm. It's a classic. Mm -hmm. Where's your favorite place in the city to get a stiff drink? Plowing the stars. I'm 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 Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how stiff a pint of Guinness is, but it's my it's my uh, favorite place. Nice. Uh, what was your first concert? My first concert ever. Mm -hmm. Journey and Brian Adams at yeah. the Nassau Coliseum on Long Island. <laughs> what uh, what tour was that on? Was that on Frontiers, uh, Escape? Not sure. Steve Perry was around. Don't stop believing. That's, right. all, I, that's all I know. It was a wild night. I won't pin you down on it. <laughs> what was the last book you read? I am reading Braiding Sweetgrass right now. Okay. 
Um, we're both Inner Sunset fans. You still live there. I used to live there. Uh, what is your favorite um, store or restaurant in the Inner Sunset? Wow. Um, I love On the Run. Yeah. I a am a walker and I I get my 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 and my run and my get my running shoes and my walking shoes that are on the run. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Car free JFK, should it be permanent or not? You know, the garden has not taken a position. I'm asking Stephanie. <laughs> you know, I moved here in ninety four and I've been taking Muni ever since. And I think um, we're just really lucky that the garden is served by six Muni lines. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to do more to encourage people to get on public transit, get on their bikes and, you know, invest in infrastructure that supports that. Mm-hmm. I just love that I can bike here. I, I took my dad, who's 87, and we biked from the ferry building to Golden Gate Park um, and and ate in front of the aquarium and, and uh, Cal Academy. And I just like that I have that option because five years ago, I would not have taken my 87-year-old father, you know, on that ride so um i know you tactfully answered that (laughs) but i just want to say i'm grateful that you know there's a safe space to get here when i'm on a bike and when i'm coming with my kids or with a little bit older relatives so that's all a little public service announcement there (laughs) heather have you spent much time on it yourself you know i have i have i walk in the the park all the time and it's great to see so many people getting out and enjoying their park Yeah. yeah What is your favorite plant or flower in the garden? You know, I'm a redwood person. I know it's kind of obvious, <laughs> but they, I just love redwoods. Yeah. Cool. And last question. What is something you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day? A walk around the garden. Mm. Nice. nice. Well, thanks for inviting us out here. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Thank you.